The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Let's circle up, folks, because it's time for the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, a show by the Virginia Wrestling Association. The Virginia Wrestling Roundup is also brought to you by Cliff Keen Athletic, built for life. Get more information on Cliff Keen products by going to matttalkonline.com slash cliffkeen. I'm Jason Bryant, a proud Virginia native, and each month we'll talk about relevant events and topics as it relates to the landscape of VAWA and the wrestling community in the state of Virginia at large. As always, you can find out all you need to know about VAWA by going to virginiawrestling.com. Episode 15 of the Virginia Wrestling Roundup. Yeehaw, y'all. Jason Bryant with you today, joined again by Nathan Coburn, the executive director of of VAWA, Brian Hazard, who for some reason keeps making his way onto the show, head wrestling coach at Robinton Secondary, and we're joined by Tanner Sewell today, the head wrestling coach at Fairfax High School, up in, of course, Fairfax, a building I've actually spent some time in because the Nova Classic uh, was a tournament. This little double-A school from southeastern Virginia in the swamp would come up and win over all you big triple-A's. That was like 20 years ago, anyway, but uh, that's our program for today. We're going to be talking a couple things, but we're going to start right off the bat with the CU in the square coming up Thursday, November 10th. And uh, both Coach Hazard and Coach Sewell will be a part of that event. But you know what? Even before we get to that, Tanner, let's just go to uh, your career here. You're the head coach at Fairfax High School. A little bit of background on yourself for those in the state of Virginia, excuse me, the Commonwealth of Virginia, who uh, who might need a refresher or a, uh, a, a quick uh, elevator story of uh, who you are and how you ended up coaching. Sure. Uh, so, uh, it's my, my second year at, uh, at Fairfax. I, I came from, uh, from Madison High School as an assistant there for two years. Uh, job opened up at Fairfax. Great fit. Uh, great place to, to build a program and, uh, you know, build a, build a wrestling culture. Uh, I wrestled at VMI under, uh, John Trudgeon for a year and, uh, Chris Streckowitz. And, um, yeah, originally from Wilmington, North Carolina. So not a Virginia native, kind of a, an adopted son, if you will. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I love it. You know, it's a great place to be. Wilmington, the, uh, let's see, home of, home of one, uh, his, Michael Jordan. his airness. Yeah. Laney high school. So, yep. That's, that's it. That's where I hail from. You, do you hail from Laney? That's correct. Yep. Yep. Wrestled at Laney from, uh, 2002 to 2006 and, um, yeah, born and raised, basically grew up in the high school. My dad was, a was the head coach there from 84 to 96. So, uh, so yeah, kind of. Kind of grew up in the in the high school hallways, yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a basketball player from at Old Dominion from there. Her name was Jessica Williams. She played there for a bit, and then uh, I think he transferred out halfway through. She was in my year coming in, but anyway, we're not talking about women's basketball. We're talking <laughs> about wrestling, and and of course, you know, Hazard. He mentioned VMI and Rocky Trudgeon, a yeah. proud the last known alum of William and Mary as a head wrestling coach. I mean, that's, that's a hazard that, that runs deep for you, man. It does. Uh, coach Trudgeon and my father were college teammates. Um, I grew up knowing Rocky very well. And, uh, and you know, he's, he was, he's a good one. He's a, he's a good man. So it is sad though, that the program is no longer there. Um, 
I was in the last recruiting class before they let it go. Yeah, we will actually come back circular on that whole coaching relationship thing as we get to our uh, later topics. But let's get to this, the see you in the square. We've got a preseason event coming November 10th in the square. And I'm just going to let Tanner, you, you take the reins first and explain what it is. And then Brian, you come in, fill in the gaps where he didn't get and kind of make sure you pimp your side of the, uh, the Robinson side. So it's not all Fairfax high school getting all the, all the credit for this. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's go with Tanner first and we'll let, we'll let Hazard have the rebuttal. Sure. Uh, so, so it started up, I was walking in Old Town Fairfax, Fairfax City, which is different from Fairfax County. And we, <laughs> we learned we that just, in the pre-show. We learned that in the pre-show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we, there's this square. They, they invested a ton of money in building this Old Town Square. And I was walking by it. This is when I first got the job. And I looked at, uh, the guy I was having dinner with, Tom Sebelia, and I said, that would be a great place to have a wrestling match. And I called Brian up the next day and I said, Let's make this happen. And he said, no, I'm on board 110%. So we uh, contacted the Eric Monday Foundation. Uh, they, they play a huge role in the state of Virginia in providing kids opportunities, uh, you know, wrestling opportunities and, and just, you know, uh, growing the sport. Uh, their, their kind of mission is to, to take down the stigma associated with, with mental illness. Uh, and uh, their, their son, Eric, uh, was a wrestled at Madison, wrestled at the collegiate level, and and, and took his own life. Uh, so they've kind of, in his legacy, built this uh, fantastic organization, and and we do it to to promote the Eric Monday Foundation, and, and we do it to to kind of take down the stigma, like we were just talking about, and and uh, you know, it, 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 so it's it's sort of, so it's for a good cause. It's not just we go out and beat each other up, but you know, it's uh it's got a it's got a great banner that we're doing it under. All right, Brian Hazard, your turn, sir, to fill in the gaps. Um, I, I tell you what, uh, when when Tanner was applying for the job at Fairfax, he and I had uh, a breakfast meeting at Super 29 Diner. And by the way, Super 29 is a great little place in Fairfax City, uh, and they are one of the main sponsors this year. And we were talking mm-hmm. about, um, you know, he, he, he's, he's, he's a soldier, uh, Tanner is, and he really was trying to uh, figure out some ways to to build community when it comes to the sport, and um, so so Tanner is is running with so many great things for uh, his school, making us all look bad because of all the great things he's doing. But um, my father was the coach at Madison when Eric Monday was the was wrestling there, and I've known the Monday family. You know, again, one of those incestuous little things. I've known the Monday family since I was born, and Eric wrestled for my dad. Um, and uh, when he went to Washington, Jefferson was having a little success and then um, always in his life dealt with mental illness. And so, like Tanner said, they've done a great job of of, of supporting the sport and uh, and, and really giving giving some uh, a great outlet and and uh, great awareness of, of mental health and, and mental illness. Um, so when Tanner asked me to be a part of it, uh, he's the, he's the next big thing in Virginia. Uh, I jumped at it because. It's something that uh, builds the character of the sport. It's something that's different. It's the first and, and only outdoor wrestling match um, between yeah, high the schools state. in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an awesome thing. And, um, you know, as an up-and-coming program, um, we, we want to be a part uh, to help build his program and build our program as well and, and, and just give awareness to, to our sport. Last year, 
Uh, we had hundreds of people just walking in the square that would come and watch wrestling, which was, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, and so it's been, a, it's been a great thing to start the season, uh, and I think it will be a great, great thing as well this year. Yeah. yeah, you know, one of the things that we do, uh, Jason, is instead of wrestling in singlets, we actually uh, – the Derek Monday Foundation provides uh, you know, fight gear, so compression shirts and, and fight shorts. Um, you know, which, which I think is, is the future uniform of the sport. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it kind of has that forward thinking, uh, uh, you know, approach. So we're really excited about it. Yeah. And, and when it comes to wrestling outdoors, we saw this as, as a big thing last year out in, in the Midwest at the grapple on the gridiron where Iowa wrestled Oklahoma State at Kinnick Stadium. But there have been outdoor duels before. We've seen it. Alma College in Michigan's done it. Uh, we've, we've had, uh, you know, I think Upper Iowa, as we record this, is actually hosting an outdoor duel. Cal Poly wrestled an outdoor duel against San Francisco State. Uh, Stanford's done it. So we've seen it at the college level. And granted, depending on where we are in the state and the weather, because Virginia weather, as we know, can it can be 70 one day and snowing a foot the next and then 80 the next. So, we, we, you know, weather-wise. So uh, for a preseason event, Brian, this is something that, uh, you know, it, it's not a true scrimmage in the way that we would think of a scrimmage, but it's an opportunity, again, as as Tanner was saying, uh, you know, we've got a fundraiser here. we got got got, di- got, you know, 29 Diner behind it. We've got th- making this an, an event. It's more like, like kind of like the All-Star Classic, a showcase of wrestling in the early season. And it's not an official event, but it's a chance to show off wrestling. Absolutely. And you know, the, the officials bring four or five, six officials to do each different matches. It gives them a chance to, uh, you know, to be in the spotlight and, and, and do it when it's tough. Uh, you know, it's a small little intimate uh, arena where, where we, you know, you almost feel like you got to push people back on the mat. It was, it's super cool. And, uh, we're going to stream it this year again and, and, uh, have cool people on uh, do, doing the announcing and, um, put music on. So it, it is an event and it's something, you know, that our sport needs. We need some positive press. I mean, we've been getting it, but this gives really positive press to, to local teams. I don't know if anybody out there's picked up on this, but uh, Hazard for some reason is now speaking with a Southern accent. <laughs> which I'm not quite sure where that came. Maybe it's because Tanner, you said you were from North Carolina, and maybe I might be rubbing off on him a little bit. I don't know. It also sounds like Coburn because Coburn's been quiet the whole time. Nathan, let's get your thoughts on on from a VAWA perspective. You've got two coaches up in Northern Virginia doing something outside of the box to raise not just awareness for a good cause, but for also the sport of wrestling. You know, uh, VAWA's got to be behind this 100. percent Oh, absolutely. I mean. First off, I think uh, Hazard Southern accent is coming from last time when we were talking about good old Danville. But uh, <laughs> the uh, once, right when I so I was contacted about the speaker on the square and getting it promoted through Vawa, and when I saw what the uh, what the event was, I said, you know, I, I'm 100% on board. I need to get Vawa's name out there with this as well because, I mean, the Eric Monday Foundation is all about really showing what wrestling can do for an individual. And obviously, Volleyball USA Wrestling is all about just promoting the sport, growing it within, for me specifically in the state of Virginia, you know, keeping that Olympic dream alive. And I, I thought this was just a premier opportunity here, such an awesome thing. They're definitely looking toward the future of the sport with it. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how it pans out. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's it's kind of fitting that being a, having Tanner, a North Carolina guy, and barbecue being served by 29 Diner. Is this going to be – are we talking Memphis-style barbecue? Are we talking Carolina barbecue here? 
Uh, actually, neither. He's he does takes an Austin Texan kind of approach with what it, apparently. The, wow. Okay. I'll, yeah, hey, you yeah. know what? I love Texas barbecue. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you just yep. need to ship some of that up here to Minnesota. Hey, Yo, Jason, th- have you ever met any barbecue you didn't like? Um. Yeah, actually, if it's poorly cooked, you know, you can make bad. There, it's there's an art form to barbecue, man. I mean, you know, it's you know what I come up here. You know, I'm I'm still searching out for the best best barbecue i can find up here in in, in the in the uh the frozen tundra and i'm just just not finding it man it's uh, it's tough there's a couple places that are good but you know yes there there is bad barbecue so i have to answer your question hazard yes there is barbecue i haven't liked before okay you know, I, I, I tell you what next year heading down to super 32 stop at smithfields and just pour a bunch of vinegar on it you get to go, man. <laughs> oh yeah well i i always did this when i was living in pennsylvania I, i'd be driving back uh, to Pocosin or go to, go to Norfolk or something to announce an old Dominion match. And, you know, if it was at the right time, I'd hit it. Pierce's Pit Cook Barbecue right off 64 in Williamsburg, just like a mile from Bruton High School. And it was, uh, that it's like, er, all right. Oh, it's open. It's the, er, get off and, and boom. You know, if you missed the Camp Perry exit, you gotta go. I, I gotta go back. And it's also, the, it's on Rochambeau. So hazard, I'm sure you'll, yep. you'll find that intriguing. Uh, Rochambeau. I like it. All right. See you on the square. Of course, information there at virginiawrestling.com. 5 p.m. on the 10th of November. 5 p.m. to 845. Again, go ahead. One one more thing there, Jason. Uh, One of the things that we're also doing this year is we're bringing in some some really strong youth wrestlers to showcase their talents. And, uh, you know, so we're going to have it from top to bottom. Uh, You know, it's not just going to be the high school guys. We'll have some some tough kids from – from the Bandits, from Powerhouse, from Marauders, from Nova Wrestling Club, from uh, you know, so they'll be they'll be scrapping as well and getting to getting some uh, getting some stuff under the limelight. Awesome! I'm looking forward to hearing about this because I won't be able to actually see it because I will actually you know what I'll be in Virginia that day, but I will not be in Northern Virginia. I'm, I'm coming home for a weekend. We got some alumni functions down in Norfolk, a football game, a wrestling match against Missouri that uh, I may or may not be making a microphone appearance for and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be in Virginia that day, just uh, not up there. So if you're in the, the greater Fairfax area, leave work two hours early, beat the traffic and get there to watch some good wrestling and some barbecue. Next topic, we're going to come back to that whole um, relational coaching thing we were talking about to tie this into the recruiting angle and uh coach hazard since you are a guest on this show you're a proud papa last time we mentioned it was your son tyler turning 18 now he's committed to wrestling college and uh you know he he's not going across the street to george basin he's going up to become uh become a mountain hawk at lehigh it's got to be a pretty cool feeling it's an amazing feeling and and you know for for anyone who's listening to this podcast uh you know that lehigh has a, a great wrestling tradition but you know, one of the reasons that they're so great right now is because their coaching staff is phenomenal and um, they've been so good to Tyler and, and, you know, we couldn't have asked for a better place for him to go, not just with the wrestling, but academically and, and socially, it's, it is really a phenomenal place. So we're tickled. Yeah. You've also got another kid from Robinson that's, that's committed early to the University of Virginia, Sam Book. So, you know, Robinson's throwing people in there. Uh, as we were recording this show last week, uh, oh, you landed a, landed a Virginia kid, Killian Cardinal, a junior freestyle all American. And then we've got, of course, the, the hammers that, you know, John Borst has gone to Virginia Tech, as is Jeffrey Allen and, and Hunter Boland. So, uh, Nathan, I'm going to turn this over to you since you seem to be very excited about the, the kids that are committing, not just to colleges in general, but to Virginia colleges that are Virginia kids. 
Yeah, so it seems every day I see either on my Twitter timeline, Facebook, or um, any of the other media outlets that I'm seeing someone from Virginia uh, commit to go on and continue their academic and athletic career. And very excited, obviously. Uh, Bain Gordon was an early one out in George Mason. I remember at Fargo, he was telling me that's where he was committing. Uh, Trayvon Majette was another early one over there at Old Dominion. And uh, this uh, sleeper, Giovanni Wagner from Potomac Senior, Virginia, that's one of our Gunston kids, he actually committed. I know last week we talked a lot about D3. He committed to McDaniel over there in, uh, in Maryland. The Green Stand Terror. Smoke. The Green Terror. Yes. So if you're not you're not familiar with that, one of the coolest nicknames in all of college sports. It used to be known as Western Maryland. Now it's McDaniel. The Green Terror. Continue. I'm I'm impressed, Jason. I had to I had to look it up myself. I'm impressed. All right, you had to look uh, it up. Okay. Yeah. See, I you know I you know it's not fair because I know this stuff, but yeah, I I know all these weird obscure schools. If they have wrestling, I know their mascot. Continue. About the uh, recruiter, we're not talking about my my pointless knowledge. We're talking about your your knowledge of college and high school wrestling and these kids that are moving from VAWA to to Virginia schools. Yep. So Stan Smelter going to Virginia Tech, another pickup for the Hokies. Austin Wilkerson going on to be a Patriot at George Mason. Michael Batista over at University of Virginia and Hunter Bullen over at Virginia Tech. So a lot of kids staying in state. Of course, uh, yeah, you know Giovanni and then Tyler heading out going up to Maryland and Pennsylvania, but they're all close by. Very excited to see what these kids are going to do to continue with their wrestling careers. Yeah, there's a couple kids, according to Intermat, that uh, committed to VMI, Brady Biller from Benedictine Prep, and uh, William Lawrence from Grayson County. So uh, it's not just, uh, not, you know, everybody's r- raking it in here. But and as we talk about that Division Three concept, uh, you know, we did have Tommy Owen on uh, the Division Three, the Ice Hour, which you can listen to at matttalkonline.com slash ice. And we talked with him and Scott Legacy, uh, the new head coach at Castleton, up in Vermont about uh, Division Three, and Tommy is really excited to be here uh, in Virginia, back in Virginia. Avert, I know we touched on it a little bit, and I want to swing this back over to Tanner to get him involved in terms of when it comes to your philosophy. We talked about this last week or last episode about you know f- moving kids to more than just Division One, and uh, Nathan just touched on it about you know the kids going to Division Three. What has been your experience in, in steering kids? to the right opportunities for them, whether you've got a relationship with a college coach or a former teammate that might be coaching in college somewhere. What is your philosophy on sending kids uh, to, to, to wrestle at the next level? Well, you know, first of all, I want to say, you know, I don't, I don't have near as much experience in, in that, in that field as, as Brian and, and, you know, Roy Hill and, and Swank and those guys, but uh, you know, reflecting back on, on the, you know, my very you know recent recruiting process, you know, 10 years ago, not, not that long. And looking at it, you know, I, and talking to Strick, uh, Chris Streckowitz about it not too long ago either, uh, had a good conversation with him last week. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think that, you know, as a young head coach, I just want to know that, uh, you know, the coach is, is relationally oriented, you know, is, uh, is interested in, in, in the best interest of the kid. Uh, and that the school's a good fit, that it's a developmentally appropriate program. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, knowing the kid, I think is probably the most important element of that process yeah brian with your experience what can you offer uh advice to uh to our our friend at fairfax i I think he's right on point Uh, i just think that if you have a kid that wants to wrestle in college whether it be in cwa whether it be ncaa juco um naia there is a place for kids to wrestle and uh, as a coach 
one of my jobs is to get kids to the next level, not necessarily always athletically, but we want kids to move on and be the best person they can be and get into college. Sometimes that recruitment process and getting into a school gets their foot in the door into some really great schools. Um, and so, again, the educational part of our job is to get kids moving on. And uh, it, sometimes, and I know, you know, I've been pretty fortunate that most kids that come through Robinson know that they want to move on to college. Uh, but we go to a lot of schools, and sometimes it's the first chance that anyone in a family has ever had uh, to become a college student and to get an undergraduate or a graduate degree. So really, it's our job to uh, to push kids on and and build those relationships. Yeah, Nathan, let's let's talk about the, your experiences in this and, and dealing now with with high school kids. But you had a unique situation to where you were kind of you know your cousin kind of recruited you kind of back to the mat a little bit and, or your coaches kind of recruited you back a little bit when you went through that process as a senior and you're like, ah, I don't want to wrestle. And then you end up wrestling anyway. I mean, that's the, you're like the complete anti recruit. Yeah. Uh, so I had a couple offers coming out in my senior year and I just, I was pretty burnt out after, you know, cutting quite a bit down to one thirty my senior year and just, I had wrestled my whole life. I became one of those kids that just unfortunately got burnt out, but I always had that competitive drive. And it seemed that even coming in my freshman year at Old Dominion, I was, you know, going to Granby to help assistant coach and stuff. And it was just like, man, all I want to do is be on the mat. So after a couple of years, uh, you know, we've been through the story, ended up walking on, but um, it's been really unique from the VAWA perspective, seeing I get so much more pumped up now, kind of from a coach's angle seeing all these kids right when I see that they made a commitment to go on and continue their career and especially at such prestigious uh, institutions I mean it's it's awesome and obviously it's for a lot of people uh, and a lot of competitors and athletes it's tough to continue on um, especially at the division one level of course but even to continue on it no matter what the level is into the collegiate level is just awesome and everyone, especially wrestlers, I don't know anyone who's more comp- uh, competitive than a wrestler. And for them to make that commitment, especially so early on with the season just beginning, it's awesome. Very excited to see how these kids uh, end up. I agree. And one one thing that we also want to make sure that's awesome, and this is not necessarily a natural segue, but it's a way, it's the support that we've gotten for Coach Rick Jones. And if you go to uh, the GoFundMe page, uh, that we set up, we set up a short link for it. So if you go to mattalkonline.com slash Rick Jones, that will redirect you to the GoFundMe page. And, uh, Rick's uh, dealing with a, a cancer battle right now. And, and Brian Hazard, you know, he's been your assistant for a long, long time. And as you said on the last episode, one of your, one of your longtime friends, uh, let's give us an update on Rick Jones. And is, is the growl, the gur face still, still there? I mean, he's, he's ready for the gur face still. He might be a little more aerodynamic these days, though. He is. Uh, I, I had the opportunity, the, actually the day after our, podcast last week to uh to meet him take him to lunch and and uh you know to see how he's doing and uh he was just starting chemo and and you know his hair hadn't fallen out yet and then yesterday he came by the school and he was starting to grow a little mane on his shirt his hair was starting to fall out he woke up this morning and had no hair uh and went back to the hospital for some treatment today and he had a little uncle fester look uh fully aerodynamic bald head uh, but he is back in the hospital getting uh, treatment, and he should be home either tomorrow or Saturday. Um, so, you know, he's fighting. 
and he is a fighting man. So we're just got our prayers up there for him and hope for the best. Is he in good spirits? I mean, because he's always got the he's got that that slow, dry sarcasm. And it's, you know, he'll, he'll throw a joke. He'll be like, what, what? Rick, did you just make a joke? He'll be like, yeah. So, I mean, how is he, how's his spirits? Uh, when he's with us, his spirits are high. Cause I, I think he loves to be around people who love him. Um, you know, I think he gets a little lonely being by himself a lot at the hospital and, you know, without his wrestling family. Uh, but the cards and the Facebook messages and the phone calls and the texts, uh, go a long way. Uh, he just, you know, He's he's still got a little nasty to him. He's still got the Rick Jones to him. <laughs> and all, Rick Jones is, uh, you know, like I said in in my post on the on the GoFundMe page, that man would give you the shirt off his back. He loves the sport. He loves the kids. He would do anything for them. And it's our turn to do something for him. Yeah, you know, you you say he he'd give you the shirt off his back. He wouldn't even mind if you sweat through it first and then give it to you. I mean, he's just that kind of guy. He is. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, the uh, the GoFundMe, we're up to over $8,000 raised for for Coach Rick Jones. Again, at madtalkonline.com slash Rick Jones is the quick redirect. And I want to throw it out there uh, to Tanner. And uh, first, Tanner, when it, when it comes to, to Rick Jones, what did you know about Coach Jones before you got up here? And what have you learned since you've been here about, about uh, not just uh, the man, but the scowl that comes along with it? Yeah, when I was a young, I mean, I, I started out at Edison High School, and you know, I knew Robinson was a powerhouse. In my first year coaching in Virginia, I was like, man, he looks like a mean dude. I was like, I don't know if I want to, you know, go to, I don't want to get on this guy's bad side. But you know, as I got to know him and got to build a relationship with him, you know, I went uh, to the hospital a few months ago with uh, Coach Hill and visited him and got to chat with him and. And got to chat with his family, and you know what a guy, man. He, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, Brian and the Robinson program are incredibly lucky to have, to to have someone like that. Um, and, and, and you know, it's uh, I think what's what's incredible about this situation is how the wrestling community is rallying behind behind Coach Rick and, and behind his family. Brian, what do you got uh, to, to close out as far as our Rick Jones discussion before we move on to something a little more controversial? Yeah, there's no controversy with 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 Rick Jones. He is uh, he is who he is. You never have to worry about uh, <laughs> what he's thinking because he's going to tell you. And uh, he would tell you right now that you know he's a, he's in a fight, he's in a battle, and that he needs all of our thoughts, prayers, and and um, you know I think he's going to beat it. I got uh, fingers crossed. I'm doing you know anything to give him the support that he needs. And uh, I know there's a lot of people who are doing the same. And here's the thing. I, I would only assume that, that you know, you all you have to do, though, is, is just send Rick a note and mention any wrestler, and I guarantee you he will tell you when and how his, any one of his sons beat that wrestler you mentioned. He'll he'll find a way to make sure that uh, Brent beat him. Matt beat him. <laughs> he can do that. He can go through all different ways of separation. for. So at a seating, seating meeting, you always want a Rick Jones in your corner, too. Absolutely. I can I can hear Brian laughing without him actually laughing. He goes, Oh, how many times have I heard that happen? So yeah, Rick, we're we're pulling for you, man. He's he's the greatest. We're just uh <laughs> we're still blessed to have him in our program and, and I know that um you know there's nowhere he'd rather be, especially right now, than in the wrestling room with the kids, uh talking about his own kids, talking about his <laughs> talking about all the great things. But again, he, he 
you 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 get what you get with Rick and and 99.8989 percent of the time it's all a positive thing now our next topic this is something I didn't know about uh, other than the fact that I blanked on Cardinal's uh, school and the transfer to Brentsville district district uh, last episode but uh, so I knew that there was the chatter about the scope was going to host 4A, 5A, 6A. And, and I think I'm not alone when I say this. I, I had no idea that that fell through. So, I mean, uh, who, who do you think, Brian, are you probably the most, uh, equipped on this topic to, uh, to discuss what the heck happened? I understand that's not the case. I'm sure a lot of people are, are, this is news to them as well. Uh, it was news to almost all of us because it came out of nowhere that it wasn't going on at the scope. We were all talking about it one day and the next day, uh, my director of student activities said, no, it's at, it's at Oscar Smith again. And, and 4A uh, is at, um, what's the local high school right there in Portsmouth? Churchland. Yeah, Portland. it's at Churchland. Churchland. Portland's the other way. Portland's up near it, Fredericksburg. Yep. And 4A might be going back to Salem. I don't, I actually right now, I don't know if anybody knows exactly what's going on. It's been under a bit of a shroud. Apparently, Finances came into play. A number was given to start. That number had changed, and they said we can't afford it. So here we are back again at Oscar Smith at the Dollar Dome, and 4A is kind of in limbo. I don't know if they're at Churchland or they're at Salem. I am actually not sure. What? What? All right. First of all, before I go ape on this, uh, Tanner, your thoughts on this? You know, I was telling Brian that, that you know, he was uh, talking about the time we had breakfast together, right, when I got the job. And I said, Brian, you know, coming from North Carolina, you know, we had always showcased our tournament uh, in the Lawrence Joel Coliseum at Wake Forest, Greensboro Coliseum. You know, it's a it's an it's an event. It's a it's you know, you showcase the sport, you showcase the wrestlers. It heightens the atmosphere. Uh, it's an incredible experience for a high school kid to be able to compete in, in a ten to fifteen thousand seat arena. It's awesome. Uh, and I in North Carolina, at least growing up, you know, it always kind of held Virginia on a bit of a pedestal. Uh, and when I moved up here, I was like, "Yeah, I'd be kidding me. We don't have our state tournament in an arena. It's in a high school." I mean, I was blown away by it. Um, and I asked Brian, I said, "Is this ever going to change?" You know, and he said, "I'm confident that it will at some point." I thought this was the year. Uh, it, it, you know, I think what's unfortunate about it is just the kids don't get showcased. The kids don't get showcased. You know, you have some great wrestling in the area and we put them in a high school gym. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it, it really bothers me a lot. Yeah, well, then we've got the, you know, from where I came from, the old double A. I mean, it was in a civic center, but. Uh, let's just say that the usefulness in terms of wrestling, I think Salem Civic Center is kind of out. You know, it, it basically does itself no favors with the wrestling community. And you just, all you need to do is go to the virginiawrestling.com forum around, uh, oh, I don't know, mid February, early March and understand, uh, how, how, I mean, nothing has changed there since I first started attending the state tournament in 1996. So it's, you know, I mean, we, and plus we also lack a sizable, multi-use type of arena i mean we've got good college venues but at that time of the year you know we're an acc country so you know john paul jones as awesome as it is it's it's they're not really going to be 
tying that up for high school wrestling, even though it would make sense because it's, oh, I don't know, in Charlottesville, where the VHSL offices are in Charlottesville, uh, that, that would just make too much sense. But, uh, from, I was, yeah, I was curious about the North Carolina thing because I lived in Pennsylvania. They've got the Giant Center. Uh, which is uh, about a nine, 10,000 seat arena where they hosted D3s a couple years ago. Uh, Brian was the voice there. Uh, up in, in Minnesota, they have it at the Excel Center, which is where the Minnesota Wild play, 18,000 there. And then out in, in Denver for the Colorado State from at the Pepsi Center. And they've got four state championships there. They've got uh, three in Minnesota. They've got the two in Pennsylvania. And then now we got six plus seven for the privates in Four of them in a barn, two of them in a high school, and now one of them, who knows? So um, I just want to know what the heck is – what what Brian, what's the VHSL's problem here? I mean, good thing Bill Swank's not on tonight or else we'd be on for another hour for him, you know, giving his opinion on it. But uh, what the heck's the deal? I, I don't know. Uh, I know that we have a new executive director, and from all intents and purposes, he's the real deal from everything I hear from principals to – athletic directors to director of student activities to former coaches to former folks. He's a sports person. I, I think his hands were tied on this coming in. Uh, I, I still, in my heart of hearts, know that one day soon it's going to be out of a, a high school gymnasium. I just think that we need to find the right place and the right time and the right people backing it to say we pay taxes to state universities and therefore, we should be able to use the facilities. Um, unfortunately, way above my pay grade and all of the coaches on this, but it, it needs to change. I don't know the deal. Yeah, J- yeah, Jason, I think you made a great point there about Charlottesville. Obviously, it, it is the winter season. They have basketball. If I'm not mistaken, UVA also has volleyball and whatnot, but, and I'm not sure, obviously, what specific arena they do host that at, but it – I think they could make it work. It's just a matter of obviously organizing it. Uh, the one thing that I think was really frustrating, and we had spoken about this before, was how, you know, we were kind of led that it was going to be in the Norfolk scope, and I got excited. I was like, man, they're going to finally have it at a real arena, 4A, 5A, and 6A. And then it was about a week later that they just changed that. Now, don't get me wrong. Things happen with contracts and whatnot, but I think as far as promoting it, letting, telling people oh, it's going to be at Norfolk Scope, that probably shouldn't have at least happened until everything was set in stone. Uh, something, hopefully, we can say next year is going to be different, but right now, I guess it's just, uh, we just kind of have to focus on this season and, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, and I was even looking at it to the point where I was like, all right, good. I mean, I was looking at it because Hazard's tied up with coaching, so he's not going to be announcing, and I'm like, Good. Me and Ken Berger, we can finally tag team a, a state championship together because he's when we were both in the same state. Actually, it took me to leaving the state to get a state championship because they, when it moved up to Robinson, you know, Hazard gave me a little ring, 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 and I came down. And you know, I thought it would be it'd be great. It's like, all right, cool. Me and Ken get to work it. You know, I mean, Hazard's announcing we can. You know, we're you know an opportunity for me to come back and kind of give back to the state of Virginia, and that, that's just shot all to pieces. So. Um, VHSL, I'm kind of mad because you ruined my trip home. <laughs> I mean, it's not about me, but I mean, it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tanner, let's 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 get your take on this uh, without belaboring the point too much. With the uh, you know the class system in in North Carolina, what are some of the comparisons? I mean, 
it's not, I mean, it's people say it's not necessarily a, a wrestling state yet. There's a ton of division one wrestling programs. And, you know, what's the discussion like down there about how many classes there are uh, compared to other sports and, you know, how, how do the coaches down there kind of make do with what it is? Uh, you know, I never, I never really hear much discussion about or controversy about the class system in North Carolina. One, a two, a are combined three, a separate, and then you have four, a, so it's technically three. Um, you know, it's it's all in the same arena for the state tournament. That's there's there's never really been any problems with that. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, th- I think it, it gets a reputation as not being a wrestling state, but if you look at, um, you know, some of the some of the the individuals that's cranked out over the past decade, uh, it's been pretty impressive. With Frank Hickman, the Hickman brothers up in Bloomsburg, um, you know, Derek Brunson right now he's going to be competing. For a, uh, I believe it's a, I want to say it's a middleweight or light heavyweight championship here pretty soon, probably on uh, the UFC. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they, they've they've cranked out some solid individuals and some solid coaches. Um, obviously, not as many wrestling programs at the collegiate level, um, but uh, you know, I, I think that that the that the state has taken a huge turn in regard in regards to its competitiveness at the at the national level. Yeah, wow, Derek Brunson reference here on the Vawa show. Didn't think we would have that. Uh, yeah. know, going back to the UNC Pembroke Braves on that one and your hometown. So uh, yep. that's 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 wild. So as as we uh, kind of – we're not putting a bow on this discussion. This is something that's going to go on through further episodes, and uh, I'm not sure what the deal is. So I'm, I'm curious about the folks' feedback out there. So uh, just hit us up on social media. Uh, whether it's it's me, whether it's Brian, whether it's Tanner, it's Nathan, you can or the VAWA page. I'm I'm just going to keep tabs on this, and we'll obviously, hopefully, one of these days get somebody from the VHSL on this program because I tried to track down Ken Tilly last year, and uh, it was a lot of phone and email tag, and it never actually uh, got set up. He did agree to come on, and we could never just figure it out. I just found that really, really amusing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, I I'm interested to see. I, I haven't been involved in North Carolina wrestling in a while, but um. Yeah, I am interested to see how that how that debate is moving forward. All right, as we got the first weekend of college wrestling kicking off here, and of course the see you in the square November tenth. That's a Thursday. Check out VirginiaWrestling.com. Click on the calendar, get you the details on that. And uh, college wrestling's here. Uh, you know, we mentioned it. Uh, Cal Poly had outdoor duels. I actually, to throw this out there: the first Division One dual meet win, or the first win by a Division One dual meet uh, team this year came on November 3rd in an outdoor duel. Cal Poly, coached by Virginia High School State Champion John Saritas out of Great Bridge. So uh, Virginia tied to the first dual meet win of, of the D1 season. So we got that. Got the All-Star Classic coming up in Cleveland. I'll be announcing the preseason nationals in Iowa. Big events. Hazard, uh, we, we talked a little bit about what you were looking – everybody was kind of what they were looking forward to watching uh, with, with the college wrestling. And uh, I just want to get your general thoughts on your, your high school season coming up and uh, – you know what, what you're looking forward to there once you get the kids in the room full time. It, it's going to be great uh, once football's done, and and uh, you know, we had our kind of our final meeting today before season starts. This is a uh, what's called a gold week or a yellow week for us this week, where we can we can only do conditioning. We can't be in the room at all. Um, we had a we, you know we had a packed house this this afternoon, about 50 kids without our football kids uh, chomping at the bit, ready to get in the room. And uh, I just, you know, I just can't wait to to get it started and 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 get everybody on the same page and and get everybody, you know, working to set goals for the season. Um, 
we're going to be fairly young, but uh, I think we have a, a great group of kids um, coming through. I think Northern Virginia again is uh, is 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 going to have an awesome season all the way through February, uh, getting ready for the state tournament. And uh, you know, I just I can't wait. Um, it's going to be busy for you know for me and individually. I'm going to be traveling a lot. Have the All Star match this weekend. Um, then uh, the Journeyman Classic up in uh, Albany, followed by the Outdoor Duel at Rutgers, followed by you and I uh, announcing the Grapple the Garden. So it gets a little bit crazy, but um, again, I got some great coaches helping me uh, keep the kids in line. Tanner, your turn. Uh, regarding what the what we're looking for this season? Yes. Uh, you know, we're, we're just building the wrestling culture, you know, from the ground up. And uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a grind, you know. It's a lot of work. I mean, what, what the recruiting, the outreach, the uh, the retention, the uh, you know, carrying out the expectations and setting the tone, uh, you know, creating and cultivating a team mentality. Uh, you know, very young, but you know, we've been training for the last uh, eight months. You know, I mean, we put in a lot of off season work, uh, and uh, you know, we're trying to close the gap uh, and, uh, and, and, and become relevant, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. We're trusting the process. We're trusting, we got some great coaches, uh, Vince Rodriguez out of George Mason and CLA qualifier, uh, and, uh, Nate Marsh out of Ursinus college, Brock Jacobson, Mike Bowman product of, uh, Gunston, uh, you know, Sawyer Barksdale. I mean, we got we got some great coaches on staff, and we're we're expediting the developmental process. That's what we have to do here. Uh, we get kids very raw. Uh, we got 17 different countries represented in our program, and not kids of that background, but kids actually from that country. Um, so you know, that's a a big piece, cultural piece that we're wrestling with. Uh, you know, we get them, and and we get them. It, a lot of them come here pretty tough. They just don't know how to wrestle. And, uh, you know, we, we, we tough, we, we, we keep getting them tough and, and show them some stuff and train them up. And, uh, again, you know, get them out there and competing. So, you know, that's the goal is to, to, to make Fairfax relevant in the Virginia scene and, and, you know, hopefully gun for some titles here in the next uh, few years. So that's, that's, the, that's the plan. You you should get your program sponsored by Rosetta Stone. That's all I, I just you know I mean the affiliate rates alone would just be able to fund your trip. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, inv- I'll invite you to one of our uh, program potlucks, man. I think, oh my uh, goodness, <laughs> to heck with barbecue, man. <laughs> it's like who knows what you. This is a, a potluck. I mean, that's truly a potluck. Oh yeah, literally, literally. All right, Nathan, your turn. Well, first off, hats off to you, Tanner. 17 different countries, that's awesome. That just goes to show the wrestling really is for everyone. You know, Coach Hill actually just started posting up flyers uh, right around Hayfield's wrestling room with pictures of, you know, famous celebrities and wrestlers from many different countries. It says everyone wrestles, and then it'll say it in that specific um, language or dialect, and it's uh, that just goes to show everyone really does wrestle. Uh, as far as my expectations for this next year with VAWA, I'm really pumped for our elementary school and middle school dual team. Tom Kibber's been doing a great job with them. They actually just uh, had a pretty solid performance at uh, Malvern Prep this past weekend. Uh, we sent our elementary school and middle school dual team, or sorry, we sent two teams um, from elementary school that 
we had one that placed fourth and then one, uh, it was kind of a semi-slide to fourth. And then the other, I know they had a winning record at least. Can't, I know they were, they placed, can't recall right off the top of my head how uh, high they were. But, you know, this next weekend is going to be Virginia Beach Nationals for them. And uh, we're sending an elementary school and middle school dual team. So really excited to see how they go. And uh, I'm obviously excited to start my first year as an assistant coach under my longtime mentor, Roy Hill. And um, it's going to be an awesome year for Northern Virginia wrestling, but Virginia wrestling all throughout the great old Commonwealth. Uh, That's the positivity we like to hear from our executive director. So for Brian Hazard at Robinson, who's been talking like this all day, you're not, you're you're not in the Hogahiji district. Okay. You're, (laughs) you're, you're not down there wrestling Radford and Fort Chiswell. And I don't even know if all my districts are right anymore, but, uh, they probably, or excuse me, like conference, like three, a dash 27 with it. Anyway. So for Brian Hazard and a very, very bad sign off on, on my part, uh, Tanner Sewell and Nathan Coburn. This has been episode 15 of the Virginia wrestling roundup. Check out everything you need to know about VAWA at Virginia wrestling.com. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.